Luca Nation. Cage is excited, actually. He's excited for this yeah, meaningless man. Raiders versus Chiefs game. He wanted to get this episode in early. Uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey is going to set the tight end record. Two Mahomes is the greatest of all time. Oh, wait. I think <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Lucas Tigers and Braun, episode 896. This is your PWCC weekly auction preview episode where we go through a variety of different cards that we think are cool, good buying opportunities, interesting oh, yeah. to spotlight and discuss as like, hey, look at what's happening in the market. Cage said his game is similar to Mr. Jokic's. So you guys are in luck. You can't buy Cage's cards on this weekly auction, nor can you buy Jokic's cards in this weekly auction because there's literally I, three cards. None of them are rookies. So don't even worry about Jokic. If you're in the market, you're in luck. There's no cards available. Same with Cage. I mean, listen, everyone should want my cards. So back to the football stuff. Interesting week. It's week 18. We haven't really had too many week 18s in the NFL because they just expanded it to an 18 week schedule, putting 17 games on for folks. Um, one of the fun things, and we'll talk about this on our whatnot show tomorrow, 11 a.m. Guys, tune in if you like. If you want to talk about the last full slate of regular season games. Interesting week for betting and for props and stuff because you know you really have to pay attention to who's got something to play for and who doesn't. But what I like to layer in, because as you know, Andrew likes to come with a prop king, there are a lot of person uh, personal goals. There are a lot of like individual things on the line tomorrow, even on teams that don't have um, you know playoff implications. You know, people who have their own um, you know two hundred fifty thousand dollar catch bonus. Like Heineke gets, he's already won like uh, one. He's already earned an extra you know seven figures because he has a uh, a provision in his contract that every game he wins, he gets a quarter of a million dollars because he wasn't like a starter that. and he won all these games and he's gone out there. I mean, you know, the, the biggest winner this year, believe it or not, from an incentives purpose, uh, from a quarterback standpoint, is uh, Geno Smith because he's made, you know, a couple of million dollars on incentives. You know, he made the Pro Bowl. I mean, think about what the betting odds on Geno Smith making the Pro Bowl was at the beginning of the year. And I think they can still make the playoffs. And there's another incentive for him, too. But I like to look at, like, Zay Jones has this many catches and he gets a bonus. And my big one, which by the time you're listening to this, will already have been on there, is you know with an extra with an extra game here of stats, um, Patrick Mahomes has a chance to break the record for most passing yards in a season, uh, Peyton Manning's record, and Drew Brees holds the record for most combined yards. That one I think Mahomes breaks pretty easily. It's like five and change. It's combined rushing and passing yards. So while Manning had the most passing yards, Brees had a season close to it, but had a few more running yards than Manning. Manning's not exactly known for his run. I mean, Brees didn't run a lot, but you're talking about like 5,100 and 5,200. And Mahomes with his rushing yards, I think he's like 113 away from that Brees record, the combined total for a quarterback this year. So he'll get that probably in the first half. But he's like 430 yards, I think it is, away from the passing total that Manning has set. Um, And they need to win the game. So, I mean, he's going to be going out there trying to win, trying to do stats, um, you know, trying to put the stats up. And Kelsey needs like 100 yards and I think it's like 13 catches. That's a lot. He already holds the record for the most receiving yards for a tight end. So he'd be breaking his own record. But I don't think he holds the record for the most catches by a tight end. It might be Kittle um, who holds that. And if he gets the 13 catches, I just expect Mahomes to go to him early often. Just continue to, you know, to to hit him. My favorite is I, I told a couple people about the prop for, for, for Kelsey, and that's yards and catches. And I said, oh, they're playing the Raiders. The Raiders don't really have such a great defense. And, you know, I wouldn't really worry about the Raiders putting up so, so much of a fight against this. 
and it's yards and catches. So the person I told sent me their screenshot of their bets, and it's Travis Kelsey to score two touchdowns. <laughs> Did they like, like, how does that how, you know it, it went right in line with andrews like people don't read <laughs> you know like it, and it doesn't matter how educated they are or whatever like you could have 15 catches and 150 yards and not be the one that scores a touchdown let alone two so eh. <laughs> it's a little bit of a snapshot into our hobby i think we all want to try to stand on our own two feet we want to listen but we want to kind of make it our own we want to add our own little salt and spice yeah, I mean, I guess. And, I mean, listen, it's been a fun week in the hobby. I'm 2023 You've starting off. It. I have, man. 2023 starting off pretty good. Um, if you're um, – if you're, um, How many New Year's yeah. resolutions were, have been broken, do you think? Where January 7th, the weekend? By me, zero. But by a lot – by I mean, an unlimited amount because there's, you know, there's billions of people in the world. So they've probably all broken multiple – um, resolutions. That's not where I'm going. Where I'm going is actually it's it's more along your your theory. You have a theory out there that um, that markets on alternate assets move in line with the overall market, with the amount of money that's out there for people. And if people are doing better, you know, if people are doing better in the stock market, people are doing better in crypto. People have more money. Usually, money will flow into um, you know assets like cards, and credit markets specifically. How how easy or hard is it to get cash? Or I mean, the stock market has had a nice little run. Um, yeah, I mean, to end the year and the beginning of the year here, this week was just an amazing week in in you know across all markets. And I don't know if you noticed, but you know whether it's tax loss harvesting at the end of the year and then a reversal of it, or just you know an all matter. I mean, the crypto market, the NFT market specifically, a lot of those, you know, NFT projects are starting to move up in price also as like a, you know, hey, we have more money, we're moving to that. Um, we saw the first PWCC auction um, last weekly auction ended significantly higher. I, I think somebody posted it ended like 117% of expected. I think Brock posted that. Um, and I mean, the, the premiere just got posted and already some of the prices are starting to, you know, to zoom up to respectable numbers. So I guess what I'm hoping for is maybe we're seeing sort of like, uh, you know, a light at the end of the 2022 tunnel. Maybe 2023 is starting off in, a, you know, in, in a way where, you know, people are starting to buy their cards again. People are starting to, you know, people have a little more money. You know, people have, you know, they've made it through the holidays. And we've talked about this. This is our, what is this, our third one of these? 2021 2022 so it's our third january doing the podcast every one we've seen so far that january february the time mm -hmm. where basketball starts to heat up football playoffs come in people start talking about baseball a little bit people have made it through the holidays um it's a new year the the auctions usually seem to bring record prices and the market seems to be in a, in a good place this quarter so i'm hoping that that kind of you know carries through so I, I love that. I, I totally agree. I, I actually wrote down one note for today's show, aside from all the cards that we're looking at, it's uh, people line numbers don't. Yep. And this is in terms of, I'm a big supply and demand guy. You guys know this. I talk about this all the time. Uh, I try to separate fact from fiction or, you know, you know, marketing from, from numbers. And there's only 7,000, 8,000 items maybe with, with the flashed items in this auction where at some points last month there were 16,000. And on average, kind of like a rolling average, it was, it's been around 12,000. Uh, so in terms of supply, there's less cards available in this weekly. And 
in my humble opinion, there's less uh, cards available that you – the one-offs, the ones you don't see often. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a few. There's a few, and we'll spotlight them here. But uh, you're totally right. The last three Januaries, we've seen incredible runs. I mean, the 2021 one was crazy. It was Jordan Fleer went nuts. Uh, I think the Jordan Fleer sold for 750000 in February. So it was that January, February month – uh, LeBron Tops Chrome was was very, very, very interesting. So any cards, anything you want to uh, start off with, Cage, before I hop into mine? Um, so one fun one, and I have a bunch of cards, and I, I want to hear yours, but just one fun one just to start this off and get everybody's, you know, kind of... One of the things I love about the PWCC auction is you never know what you're going to see in it, right? And what I'd like for you to put in for me is 1935 Carreras. It's C-A-R-R-E-R-A-S. There's four cards in this auction. And I love – you can get lost in these auctions. And part of the fun that we try to bring you value-wise is, you know, not every card is the same. Not everything's a shiny prism. Not everything is, you know, a, a, a basketball guy who's been in the league for a year and, and you name it. And this is a set I had never even heard of before. I went down a rabbit hole just starting to research this, right? And no, those aren't real signatures on the cards. They're replica signatures, as, you know, Andrew likes to call facsimiles. There's 72 total cards in the set, some sport players, some, you know, some not. But what caught my eye were the royal family ones. And there, over there, the 1935, it's Princess Elizabeth at the time because she had not yet become the queen. Look at that. I mean, that's a pretty crazy card. There's one of Queen Mary who was queen at the time. Um, they're cool, like, oval photograph framed, you know, pieces. That, that is that the queen who just passed. That's her as a princess there on that card. Pretty cool, right? You guys listening on audio, the prices of these four cards, lower grade, are twenty two, $10, $11 for Queen Mary, $10 for King George, and $20 for Princess Elizabeth. And there's a fourth one. Do you know who that is? Stanley Matthews. He sounds like a cricket player. Ooh, pretty close. He actually played for Black He played for Blackpool. Remember my favorite huh. uh, football club? That is your favorite football club. He played for Blackpool. He actually was knighted as an English footballer. One of one of the one of one the of the one Guardian of the best. Leviosa, Guardian, Stanley, yes, Man, he, Stanley he, Matthews. He did not it's, go to wizarding school. That is fictional. Oh, this is an actual person who lived. Um, there was no school for wizards. School. I know you wanted to go to wizarding school, but uh, it doesn't actually. Want to go to wizarding it, school. it doesn't actually exist, right? So, but anyway, hit the you, like button if you would have wanted to go to wizarding school. Just I mean, everybody button, no wants comment. to, but this individual here, picture on this. Card. He's not a fictional character. He plays Leviosa, your favorite sport. Math, anyway, just a cool thing because we talk about things like soccer cards and wrestling cards and that kind of stuff. And you know, I like to kind of gloss over and say, well, soccer cards don't have a history. I mean, this wasn't a soccer set. It's not Prism. It's not you know World Cup dedicated. But here is you know an individual card that is nearly a hundred years old, like a ninety-year-old card. And um, you know, the, the 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 dude on it is known as one of Britain's. Best players ever, which you know puts him pretty good there. I think inaugural Hall of Fame of of England football, you know, member, you name it. But kind of cool for twenty bucks. Just uh, for sure. What stuck out to me is I had never seen these. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, look at this. There's some sport guys and some royal family. So just there are dozens like this in the auction. These what do you are, got? Give these me something are ones shiny. You, these are what I, I'm about to pull it up. These are ones you, I mean, they could see their time in the sun. They have you mean never, stuff like that? Yeah, like 
as the demand in general for the hobby grows, as, as it gets international, right? There could become a collector base for something like this, even though right now there's basically none for it. You know what? It's sort of adjacent to like the, 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 the hobby um, pop culture folks. So, I mean, Buster has that look and see set that has like, you know, Abraham Lincoln's uh, rookie or, you know, it's got George Washington cards and then there's stuff like that, you know, where, you know, this is sort of like the start of that. You know, I mean, think of the pomp and circumstance that, you know, that 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 surrounds the royal family and here you have, you know, what may be considered a rookie card of, you know, the longest tenured monarch there. So it's 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 pretty cool. And, you know, you're talking about 11 bucks, 22 bucks. Uh, somebody's going to spend, uh, you know, Fifty thousand dollars this weekly auction for a LeBron logo, man. That's not a one of one, and we can talk about that in a second. This one is twenty-two dollars. Well, let's so let's do it right there. after this. Yeah. So we had someone on, and we, we actually talked a little bit behind the scenes about Russell Wilson and why is he collectible? Why is he not collectible? Is he is he likable? Do people think he's insincere? And I saw like the end of the year press conference and how t- his teammates came out in support of him. And mm-hmm. for me, that's everything. Like, if your teammates are going to come out and support, they know you. They see your habits day in and day out. They know your character. They know what you're about, right? They're not going to go out there and stick their neck out for you if they didn't see something. And this gentleman, right, is said, you know, he's just – he seems fake. He doesn't seem legit. And it, it sort of tainted my view of this player, of Russell Wilson. And I'm sitting back and thinking, okay, he had a terrible, terrible, terrible season. One of the worst in history. But Warren Buffett has a quote. One of, is it fair to say one of the worst in history? You wouldn't agree with that? Yeah, Russell, I, love, I love your Warren Buffett quotes. No, but Russell Wilson, one of the worst seasons in history for his price tag. Uh, and you could say possibly the worst when it's relative to how much he's being paid. Sure. Correct. You know, like Jamarcus Russell kind of bad. Yeah. You know? So Warren Buffett says, price is what you pay, value is what you get. And if you look at this weekly auction, I'll pull up some of his cards. I think you're going to be able to get some absolute deals on his cards. So here is the card you more than likely want. It's his Prism Auto PSA 10. It's a pop three sitting at 775 bucks. You have the Fleer Retro Precious Metal Gem Red rookie year. It's his college uniform, 185 bucks. But if you want to go an absolutely different route, guys, there are Topps Chrome Green Refractors and a BGS 9.5 for $6. <laughs> There's an Orange Refractor PSA 10 Pop 1 of 9. This is not his rookie. $11. You have his Refractor BGS 9, $16. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, and, and if you look for next week, I mean, there's an insane card for next week. There's a, his gold 2012 Prism Rookie PSA 10 1 of 3. That's that's an absolute killer card, 2012 Prism, $1,000. That's eight days away. It's one of those things where his stock is obviously way down, way down. But as we head into the offseason, you see how his players speak about him. You know this guy's a competitor. You know he's not going to have any off-the-field issues. This might be someone you take a flyer on. I mean, I don't mind the Russ Wilson, especially the you know the, the prices that they're at now. Um you know, I mean, he was talked about by many, including myself, as you know, somebody who should have a great season. I mean, we didn't. I don't think anybody knew how you know the extent of that hand injury 
just how bad it was because, you know, Denver was so all in on him, giving up draft picks and, you know, going, all right, this is our guy, you know, and, and he was out, let's ride, you know. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe you know, maybe a, another season the hand is improved and, you know, he's doing what he needs to do. And all of a sudden you got somebody who was, you know, universally terrible. He also lost a running back. Um, you know, they have a very good running back there. Um, what's his name? Javante Williams, I think is his name. Uh, you know, very good running back. And you know, they lost him for the year. He broke his leg. Um, good defense. You know, it's one of those, one of those divisions where, you know, Kansas City kind of, their defense especially took a step backwards. You know, I mean, the Chargers are what the Chargers are. Um, the Raiders are pretty darn terrible. You know, if you, would I be, Betting on it, no, but would I be shocked if Denver won that division next year? No, it wouldn't shock me because I had thought they had a chance to win it this year. And, and to me, it's just a stock that's been beaten and battered, and anybody who was in it that was speculating by this point has sold off. They've let go. They've cut their losses. To me, this is one of those that you're buying so, so low, and not much needs to happen for you to have profit. But but even let's let's even put that aside – this is, might be an opportunity for you to get someone who's going to be a Hall of Famer, Super Bowl. You're, they're going to make documentaries about that Legion of Boom team. It's still someone that that has accomplished some stuff in the NFL, and you're getting his prices. You see, like, pop one, pop three, pop ten cards for pennies on the dollar to what they would have been this time last year when he was kind of making the move. I do want to move to LeBron. I want Ooh, to hear – you always ask me about LeBron. Did I – I'd want to ask you, man. So I want to ask you about what you thought of the interview, what mm-hmm. you think of the Lakers' rest of the season, what you think LeBron's going to accomplish this year, obviously the scoring title, but also that logo, man, in the PWCC weekly auction, which is sitting at $42,500. Rewind mm-hmm. that. You heard that right. Logo, man, not autographed, $42,500. Right, but I mean – 42000 I apologize. The triple Flat. logo, man, sold for what, a million and change? So this has got one logo, man. Uh, so it should be what, like you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. It's one of the three. It's a bargain. That's one way to look at it. I, I don't get the appeal of this card. When I saw the price tag, I was shocked, <laughs> absolutely shocked. I mean, LeBron logo, man. It's very difficult to get your hands on one. The, the thing is, this isn't a one of one, so it might be the only time where um, a LeBron logo, man, type of card is something that's approachable for you know collectors, even in in this range. Um, just because. A LeBron logo, man, just it is what it is. You know, just the, the you know, the the people who spend a lot of money on cards, they're the only ones who are able to actually, you know, think about getting one. So what I'm gonna say about LeBron is this. It's funny, I'm a contrarian to heart. You say it all the time. And I think when people were going all out on LeBron and LeBron's cards were flying and LeBron was winning in the bubble, I was saying LeBron was not uh, you know, not great. I, I think I'm you know, look, I never put him above Jordan, I still don't. But I may have said, you know, what LeBron is top three, top five. You know, I, I didn't put him like, you know, 1A, 1B. I didn't put him – I could have cut him for two. Um, and what's amazing about it is that since that bubble championship, I've seen a lot of people sour on LeBron. It's, you know, the general population sour on LeBron. Um, and maybe the contrarian in me is now saying, all right, well, if everybody's souring on him, I got I to gotta root for him. You know, it's kind of the way that I always, I always see myself, right, where, where everybody's pulling for Jalen Hurts. I'm saying, all right, well, you know, uh, if everybody's rooting for him, his prices have probably gone up too much. 
LeBron, I mean, I was wrong because I thought his prices had come down too much in May, June, July, August. You know, what LeBron's doing out there, I mean, you could look at his stats, his stats offensively. Now remember, in 2011, 2012, the year I'm about to compare his offensive stats to, he also was like defensive player of the year caliber player. And he's clearly not that now, right? Correct. So the overall package is a little bit different. But the, the stats that he's putting up, I'll tell you guys, go take a look. I'm an old school fantasy stat. I'm not sabermetric, not PER, not nothing, right? When I do baseball, it's like, tell me how many hits, tell me how many RBIs, tell me how many home runs with the batting averages. I'm not like on base percentage. I know I'm stupid that way. But for basketball fantasy, what I want to know is, tell me how many points, rebounds, and assists somebody has. That's it, right? Nice and easy. Points, rebounds, and assists. And if you total up LeBron's average points, assists, and rebounds, you're sitting somewhere around 45 combined for the game because he's he's got 29 points he's at like eight and change rebounds and he's got like six and change assists 45 total there are only a handful of players in the league right now who give you that 45 not jason tatum right who has who, where do you put lebron in the league in terms of impact on winning games top 10 top five top three i mean with this team definitely top five because if he doesn't show out that team loses you know what I mean? The other night, they did win against the inferior team, but yes, and and the whole team played great. They played a great game, but they're just beating teams with him having thirty points. Um, you could take the other side of that—that that, you know, him needing to score thirty points. You know, it takes away from the flow of the game and takes away from the team stuff. But I mean, you can make that same argument about John Moran. You can make that same argument about a lot of people. Steph, Golden State was winning some games when he was out, so. You know, I, I don't really subscribe to that. I think teams, especially in basketball, where it's five people on the court, they're better with their superstars. Um, just from an individual standpoint, I don't. I mean, you, everybody in the world who, who's listened to 900 episodes of us know you don't think he makes his team better, and you know your standpoint on it. I've gone from a LeBron hater, not to a lover of LeBron, but to somebody who thinks what he's doing out there now at this age is pretty impressive and steady. I posted a stat in my story. You can take a look at it. With with Giannis lose uh, Giannis scoring nine points last night, it broke a string for him of like 109 straight games with um, 10 points or more. And Luca has the the next highest is like 200 and change. LeBron's at like 1130, and Luca's the second highest active player, like 200 and change. And obviously, that 1130 consecutive string is the longest ever in NBA history. Jordan didn't get the 900. It was eight and change. Kareem, I think, is third, you know, 700 and something. It just shows a day-in, day-out consistency. I got a lot of messages as a result of that story. Jordan lovers saying that, you know, they allowed people to hand check and LeBron's body lets him get to the free throw line. So no matter what, he's always going to have enough opportunities to get to the 10. Okay, well, Giannis can get to the free throw line too. As often as he wants to, because they let him take five steps and run people over, and let, but he, you guys still got to hit the free throws. The dude scored nine, and even if he didn't, even if he scored ten, that would have been a hundred and something games in a row. Yeah. You know, Kevin Durant had it for a while. He had like a, a couple hundred streak also, and even that broke. There are people who take nights off. LeBron, he takes nights off. He just calls in sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he just and he records yeah. an ESPN exclusive. Yeah. He doesn't mail it in and you know show up and score six. He just doesn't show up. So. so there are some really interesting, really cool LeBron cards in this auction. So we mentioned the Immaculate. There's always a Topps Chrome rookie in every auction. There's a Refractor 9. By the way, let me ask you, would you rather have a Refractor 9 or a Topps Chrome rookie 10? Same card, just a Refractor base. 
10 versus 9? It depends on the card. All right, fine. Depends All right, then you the have card. the Fleer EX. You actually have another logo, man. It's not associated with any player. Uh, it's from the national convention of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a logo man in this. There's a signed jersey. And then what a lot of people might not realize, there's actually a 2014 Kaboom in this uh, in this auction as well. Pop 4. Pop 4. It's a BGS 8.5. It's sort of like when they were making the cartoony ones. I'll pull it up for you guys. So there is there's a... There's a variety of different LeBron cards for everybody's palette, so to speak. So this is the 2014 Excalibur Kaboom. This is what they looked at, look like. So I think you have this one, right? I'm 99% sure that that is the year that they were Target exclusives Excalibur. Um, so they are as rare as can be. Um, and yes, I own the, uh, the single PSA 10 of that card you're looking at right now. Really tough grade. This actually has really nice subgrades. Nine five across the board, and just tough on the on the corners within eight corners here. Uh, really cool card. Not one you see often, and a really cool back to this card as well. Uh, so, if you're in the in the market for a LeBron card, take a look. Yeah, Excalibur basketball target. Yep, pretty crazy. Why are we not looking at baseball? Acuna, Tatis. There's not not many good Sotos. I was actually looking. Trout. No, not no more baseball for a cage. Can Kyle I ask Lewis? You, can I ask you some? It was there was a card I was going to bid on in this auction. Okay. And you know what? There are a couple cards, but I'm going to ask you two ways to look at it. Put in Pele. Yes. And what, and what you're going to go. see is there's a lot of Pele's in this auction. A lot of um, Because obviously really he passed nice away. And there auction. are some really good ones. But th- does it give you a pause? Like so, so a lot of good ones meaning, all right, maybe you're able to f- steal one, right? Maybe you're able to like grab one that, that, that falls through the cracks, right? Um, but the other way of looking at it for me was uh, which one? Which is the right one? Right, and if you if you just put in Pele on this, you're gonna see several different. I'm gonna use the word card, but I'm gonna put my air quotes around it because that's what I do, right? Sure. Because especially with soccer, they're not all cards. Some of them look like postage stamps. They're tiny. You know, some of them look like stickers. Some of them are you know parts of albums. But what sticks out to me is. Look at the Tupanamba we talked about last week. 58, the Quico one. Gorgeous card in the Tux. That's a 58, maybe 59, right? Then there's the 58, the Titularis, right? That's in a PSA 5, right? There's a couple graded higher than that. It's in, it's, it's in a weird-looking, that's a horizontal one next to it, right? Then you have your favorite, the Aquarella, which you know comes out of albums. And there's two versions, right? There's a black number and the blue number. And you have yeah. both of those in this auction. Then if you scroll down a little more, you also have a 59 Oliveira, the, uh, the OMB, the Oliveira and Benassi. This is a cool-looking car. You don't see that often either, right? And it's really nice in an SGC Tux. What's the rookie? Like, wh- Which one of these is the one that you want to chase after? And there are other 58s that aren't even pictured here. And then you have ones that it, you, know, if you don't see too often also, which I, I, I don't want to say I prefer. But check out the 65 Panini Calciatore, right? If you scroll, there it is on the left. Go down, go down, go down, go down. That's, one more, one more down, one more down. The 65 in his Brazil jersey. Look at that. Cool it. card, color card, right? And that is now mainstream. You know, this is a Panini card, and that's 320 bucks. Obviously, you got the, the Valida back. That's a lot of I the, like a this lot one of, a lot as well, the Olympia. I, like, I just one. think this was cool. 
Okay, so let's talk about this because um, some people will see this as a, a con and some people will see it as a pro and let's talk through it. So I actually think it's an opportunity. Emerging markets are less efficient than the silvers, the base, the stuff people see all the time. They know the price. You could come up to them and they'll comp it or within a range. I think what makes these, these markets so opportunistic is if you do the homework and you use card ladder, you use the newly added population feature that they, they added, and you have comps written down on a piece of paper to see, okay, last SGC5 sold for this, or last PSA3 sold for this, or last this one, and you go down and you know you could win on an entry cage. Sometimes it's not about being right. And I understand, Cage, you could we'll talk about your aquarella, how you thought that was the right one. You sold it, you wanted to get into the Gazetta. Now the aquarella is the main one. A thousand million percent. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you could do your research and it gives you an upper hand in an emerging market like this, maybe your entry is the win. Maybe so we're ta let's talk about the aquarella. The aquarella card is the kind of the hot one that's being discovered, graded, and hit in the market right now. Well, okay, maybe the fives are and the fours and the 3.5s are getting bid up and there's competition on those and there's a lot of attention with this. So maybe the two is a straggler and you're able to get it at 50% off. And that might not be your final destination, right? You just want to get into it. But now you have trade bait and you have shows coming up. You're going to the Dallas show. You're going to Culture Collision. You're going to Mint. You're going to Philly. And you're in it good. You're in it really good. So maybe it's opportunity in these emerging markets that are inefficient to do your homework and buy some of these cards. It might not be your final destination card that you want the Aquarella in a, in a six, but maybe you're able to pick up a two really good now. Use it as trade bait and color up. Okay. The flip side to that is you buy a two now yes. based on the pop that's now. And next month, there's another five in the auction and the pop has gone up you know, four or five more and the card that you thought there were only going to be a dozen, two dozen, four dozen of now the population over the next year doubles because people were not grading these cards. These cards are in collections. They're in international collections. They're still in sticker, right? They're still, the aqua's in an album. Like I can show you a picture of the album that aquarella comes out of. Right. And you know, you take, what the do you card mean by an album? An album, like, like, like a sticker album. It's in an album. Okay. I don't know what I that means. Well, like, I guess is like a the, the, is that a better word? Like the like Panini cards, where they are like they in an album? The similar to that, yeah, okay, similar cool. to that, similar to that, yes. Because I'm um, thinking, like, I, I'm old enough to remember when my grandparents did had little like photo albums. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I'm picturing. Like someone just pulls out, like, yeah, here's an hang album. on a sec. I mean, that's an album. You're 100 right. That I mean, that is that is correctly right. Are you gonna say, I'm gonna but, try. But to. So that's what if more supply hits the market? So what? Yeah, well, that, what, short term that will drive the price down. But I'm saying. Right now, it's an inefficient market as is. It's an emerging market where you might be, there might be five buyers, hypothetically speaking. And yeah, there's all of the supply. There, these five buyers can't gobble up all of these cards at once. You might be able to steal a two for 50%, 30%, 60% of what the last comp is. So you're buying it good. You have leeway. Even if more supply hits the market and it has an anchor effect on your price, you're still sitting pretty. That's what I mean. I'm looking, I'm actually looking at the Aquarella 2 right now. I'm a high bidder on it because the last comps are about, you know, two, about 3,000. And this one's sitting at 1,800. 
So I'm like, okay, yeah. But is that than- because is that because you know when the last comp was out there, there were more, there were less of them, and people valued it based on the pop. And more than likely, n- now there's even more. More than likely, and you need to know that you need All to right. do that. Well, homework. I'm sure. You you need to do the homework. It's irrelevant. You don't have to do this right now. Uh, I sent you to okay. your email address. Oh, you did? You okay, up. It may take a little minute because I sent you I sent you two pictures and the whole deal. And you'll see basically it's it's an album, because I, I, like a like a booklet, and it says Aquarella on it, Aqua, and you know, then you open it up and the Pele is on one of the pages. And I sent you the page that the Pele is on inside the album too. Um, it's a cool looking thing. And you know, people are taking that Pele out of there and are sending it in for grading because you know, people were not grading them, just like people probably weren't grading stickers. If you look at that Aquarella, you're talking about take a look at the, the back of it. It doesn't have stats. It's not a card. It's a blank back with a number. I think it's got the number 10 on it. You know, the yeah, blue number, black cool. number. I think it has, you know, just like a, like a sticker book would have it. So that, that Aquarella booklet from 58 has different, different players and they're all numbered and you put that one in. So I don't know if it made it with your email address. What's but. cool about that cage is uh, Pele made 10, what a 10 is like for the guys that played soccer, 10 is like the number you want. Like you're given, t- you earn the number 10 and Pele made it. So having 10 on the back of that card for me makes it actually even cooler. Works for me. I, I listen to me, this was a fun conversation because a lot of Pele's kind of came out of the woodwork because he passed away and people are flashing them into this auction thinking that, and maybe instead of like, Oh wow, I'm going to pay too much for it. Maybe you're able to pay. There it is in the, that's the album. So that's what the album that's looks sick. like. Right? And then when you open the album, there are pages, and that's the Pele in the page. So someone's going to take that off of the page now, carefully. They're going to remove that off of the page. Is that then, stuck? Is that, is, yeah, is, is that it's stuck on the page. Just, wow. How do you do that? How do you take it off? I mean, carefully. I got, I got a million questions. <laughs> so that's what it looks like. Nice job pulling it up there. And thank you to, uh, is it Steve? I think who sent it to me by Jeff. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, exactly. Jeff has sent it to me by, by DM. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. One of my favorite things on this auction is the the power buyer feature. Um, you can see which ones are going for less than what you know what the the perceived value or the you know the let's call it the auction value. And what's funny is one of the Pele's is the second highest valued card. You know that's quote a bargain. But number one and number three are Michael Jordan cards, a star. And a and a 1986 Fleer, it's pretty crazy, man. And card number five is one I want you to take a look at. We've talked about it a bunch of times, and I I think it's pretty cool. It's a Giannis PSA 10 green prism, the color match. And you I'm have soured on Giannis. You have soured. As big a fan of Giannis as you are, you're you're out. Talk to me. I don't love the system that he's in. If you guys have gone back and watched. The Bucks, they've played the exact same terrible dribble handoff offense since the coach Bud's been there. And I think it makes life extremely difficult on Giannis because teams build the wall. They know what he's going to do. They see him getting ahead of steam going downhill, and he hasn't worked on his outside. He's worked on his outside shooting. I think it's plateaued. And that that system, it's obvious coach Bud's not going to change it. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, it seems to me like the returns for his cards – or 2013 to 2018. And I feel like they've actually run their course and they're significantly overpriced. 
That being said, that's a sick card. The, it's the color match green. People love it with Tatum. People love it with Giannis. It's a little bit of a PSA old label, which is funny. Uh, really old PSA label, uh, which I think will kind of discount it a bit. I, I just think Giannis is a bit overpriced, Cage. I really do. I mean, it's a, I it's a change, though. man. It's a change for you because, you know, you expected him to win multiple, you know, MVPs, multiple championships. And when that gets baked in, you know, if you win multiple championships, MVPs, defensive player of the year, you know, your cards have to be worth a lot. So take a look at the Hakeem Olajuwon 1986 Fleer PSA 10 that's in this auction. And with a day left, it's under $3,000. And that's, you know, the nice little reminder for everybody of, you know, I think the potential ceiling for Giannis, maybe he's a little higher than that. I mean, Elijah won back-to-back championships. You know, was one of the great big men in the game. I mean, maybe Giannis, what is all said, known is a little bit better, but even a little bit better, that's Elijah Wan's, you know, <laughs> that's his best rookie card in PSA 10. And it's, that card is also, if you take a chart on that one, it's come down a lot. Is that one that's ripe for a, uh, a rebound? I, I actually, th- I actually think buying um, like a Hakeem sticker, nineteen eighty six sticker, and ha- and seeing if he's at any shows in the next year, which I think he's going to be at the more than likely at some of the autograph shows. Mm-hmm. It could be a could be a play. What else you got for me? Because I got a, I got a few. One more. This is a card. I'm actually I'm selling one of my Mahomes in the. It will be ending on the fifteenth, I believe. I believe on the fifteenth. And I love one of the flawless ones. It, the only thing against this card in 2017, they didn't put rookie stamps on Mahomes. On the, they didn't put a rookie stamp on the flawless. But this is a flawless auto. It's it's um, it's not vertical, it's horizontal, but it's jersey number. It's 15th out of 15. It's a gorgeous copy, and it's Andrew's one that's getting a little. He's gonna pull it up. Here's the value for you. It's not labeled as jersey number, right? It's so not Andrew's, jersey, so yeah. Andrew's giving you one where. You know, I'm sure you don't have to bid against him, but you know, if you happen to be listening to this, you just got a little a little insight. It didn't get it didn't get uh, posted as jersey number, so maybe a little maybe it, extra creative storytelling for somebody here. It's it's a cool card. It's a beautiful auto. If you guys watched Mahomes sign, just the way he signs, so it, it's fifty percent of the time it's streaky. This is one of the nicest, cleanest autos. It's a flawless card. It's a rookie card numbered 15 out of 15 this is a card i'm personally looking at and i love 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 all right take it away my friend so i got a question for you okay Okay. i got answers when you look back at this period of time 2018 19 20 21 you know 22 23 you name it the 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 last couple years of the panini era just the basketball football if you like for now one of the things I think will earmark this time is that one of ones lost their value yeah. because you no longer had a one of one mystique to it because there were thousands of one of ones, right? And even in the decent brands, I mean, we went through this last week, we talked about a jaw gold. Remember it was a jaw mosaic gold and I liked it and I'm like, all right, it's not prism, it's not select, it's not optic, but mosaic was this cool thing that came out, you know, and it was like a nice little run up. And what would a gold prism sell for, right? So, and then we went through the whole like they watered it down because of the gold waves and the, the gold, you know, reactives and all this stuff. You could say the same thing for one on ones. There's a card I want you to pull up because if I told you that there was a Ja rookie one of one available in this auction, 
you know, you would think it's going to be at the top of the auction. It's going to be, you know, a huge seller. And it still is a huge seller, but you would think it'd be a lot more than what it's bid at now. So here's why. Panini, Mosaic, Black, Fast Break, Prism, Rookie One of One. So this is a true One of One jaw rookie card. Not the rookie debut, because, you know, there's a second card in the set. This is the, 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 the real one. But... Because it has little circles in it, and it's part of the fast break release, and because it's mosaic, it's sitting at pennies on the dollar to what some of the other one-of-one true rookie releases would sell for. I think even the non-fast break version of the mosaic would sell for significantly more of this. So I guess my thought on this one is if you are a jaw rookie collector, there weren't as many one-of-ones for jaw as there are for, say, like Trevor Lawrence now. They've increased it significantly now. Um, and, you know, maybe you're able to kind of get away with buying this one a little cheaper because people just assume there are just as many one-of-ones in 2019 as there are in 2022. I like how it looks in the SGC slab, too. SGC it's a cool-looking nice. card. It's a cool-looking card. It's one of my favorite... We talked about this with Cage uh, this week. He, he, you make so many good points, man. I got to give you kudos. I know all the bullshit aside. Um, <laughs> when you came into the hobby, we'll taint or color, let's use that word, how you feel about it, how you feel mm -hmm. about the releases, what you think about them, right? Yep. For me, because of when I really dove into the hobby, I don't think Prism is that cool. I don't think the photography on Prism is that cool. I don't think it's original. I, 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 it kind of feels to me, and I came in 2019, 2020. Just to keep that in mind, guys. If you came in 2012, you might have a completely different vibe. So that, understand that. To me, it comes off as kind of overpriced junk. But when I look at this mosaic card, I love the photography of this mosaic card way more than like kind of that like random crossover that he's doing. So for me, I think the pose on this card, on this uh, the mosaic rookie jaw, is much nicer than the prison base. We like the jersey. The we talked about it with the gold last week yep. too. The the old like you know the Grizzlies kind of like a teal. Who uh, do you color. you think of Sharif Abdurrahim, right? Yeah, Sharif Abdurrahim, one hundred percent with that jersey. That's who I think of. Um, I like this card. It's one of those ones where if you're a jaw collector at this price range, I'm not saying it's cheap, but at this price range, you know. It's a true rookie one of one. You're not going to get too many chances for Ja, you know, to get that. Another fun one in along the same lines, right? Um, Cajun did a very good job in his episode last week talking about the the three brands: your National Treasures, Flawless, and then Immaculate, and how there's a huge discrepancy between that two and three. That it used to be okay, here's three, but you know, it's it's National Treasures, Flawless, and then just a real wide gap. There is a really cool immaculate card in this auction. Luca that, immaculate. Yeah, it's the Luca and the premium look, edition. It's so because there are so many things going on with it, right? It's the premium edition. It's an authentic slab. It's not the greatest looking, you know, jersey piece, and it's a Lulu, you know, the auto. Like it's out of twenty four. Like this is a really cool looking true RPA for Luca. That you know uh, leads me to believe here. If this was flawless, or if this was National Treasures, it would be significantly higher in price. Um, we try not to make fetch happen, right? We talk about that, but you know, this one kind of stood out to me because I'm like, all right, you know, th maybe the immaculate stuff is kind of coming down to a range where you know people can maybe afford a Luca RPA. Is it now a time to try not to 
not to make fetch happen, but is it now a time to say, okay, the past rules, okay, I understand them. National treasures, flawless, then immaculate. But in the next run, in the next 10 years, that could change. That could correct. Sure. People could like, you know, different cards from what they collected, 100%. Um, because at the same time, we don't know why the NTs are what they are. They defy logic in a lot of ways. Like I sent a picture to you, the Joey Burrow National Treasures with the napkin patch. Are we really going to revere and pay 15x for National Treasures the way we are now in 10 years? I, I, I'd be Probably willing to make not. a bet. And yeah, Probably we'll not. follow Cage's theory where we'll say that more than likely National Treasures will come down, not Immaculate will come up. Maybe it's a bit of both. Yeah. I mean, and they all know maybe they meet each other. So a couple of other quick ones just to kind of, you know, draw attention to cool cards. The Kobe market has really cooled off a lot, um, yeah. like a lot. But there are cards out there that are numbered, cool pictures, cool cards with low pop and high grade. But even if in not in high grade, there happens to be a real high grade one here, you know they're numbered out of 99. I'm talking about a white refractor. Take a look at mm -hmm. the 07 Tops Chrome White Refractor Kobe Bryant out of 99. Cool picture. You don't see this card. And it's a PSA 10, only one, only one of only seven. There it is right there. And you got the one next to it. Well done, man. You, you can take Thank a look at both of these if you like. But uh, the, out of 99 in white, take a look at that card. That is a really cool looking card. You don't see them too often. That is is now potentially, you're, you're as big a Kobe fan as I know. Is now potentially a time to maybe you know start looking at Kobe stuff because they ran up so much, but now they're kind of getting beat up. And that 07, you don't see that 07 too often, and there's three of them right there in, in the top eight. Mm -hmm. There's uh, I, I start all of them uh, because I you're absolutely right. So I, I actually it felt to me, and I, I can't confirm or deny this, that this is someone selling a collection because there's a few of these 2007 mm -hmm. uh, tops chrome, and you don't see them that often. I mean, it's a pop 13, pop seven. This is an X-Fractor out of 50. Uh, there's actually a few more. I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up for you guys. I, I do think so. If we're just looking at the top's base, just like as like maybe like kind of like a, an index, at its peak, it was about a $4,000 card in a PSA 10. It's $700 now. So yeah. you're absolutely right. The Kobe market has has cooled off. Here's another refractor out of nine, one out of 99. So you have four of these 2007 Topps Chromes. For me, I know the Kobe market best, so I actually just want to dip my toes back in because I – and I have been. I've been buying a, a, quite a bit of Kobe. Um, so for me, yes, it's the market I know the best. It's a liquid market. It's a goat. It's someone that not much is going to change either. You're not – you have no, not much risk, if any risk, holding his cards. So I, 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 Other a than market cards, risk. 100%. A couple cards I want to draw folks' attention to, right? So – Think about like the, the current National Treasures basketball rookie class, right? The ones that are out there. Obviously, the guys aren't there now. But think about how much people are paying for a true RPA National Treasures for Josh Giddy or for um, you know Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes or any of these guys. Um, would you put those guys? Evan in, Mobley can't shoot free throws. What so is would happening? You, would you put those guys in any of the other ones? You know, you know what they're talking about. In the same category as Jalen Brown, or would you think Jalen Brown right now is? is you know having a better season this year maybe has a better chance of winning this year with that Celtics team and being there with Tatum well how Josh would you is is like a Jalen Brown on a, a, an average a bad day okay so so Jalen Brown's better yeah infinitely better 
And I would say the same probably for most of them. Jalen are very good. So do me a favor, just because I'm making a point here and you're going to help me. Type in National Treasures Jalen Brown for me. And what Andrew's going to pull up is a 2016 National Treasures Jalen Brown true RPA, rookie patch auto out of 99, with a cool cool patch, right? Hopefully looking at the right one. There it is. And it's currently uh, sitting at... 10 to 15 percent of what some of those guys rpas that we just mentioned are and i want folks to look at this because this card is now six years old and i know you know a little more about jalen brown than you know about the potential upside for us this is what a patch should be like panini if you're listening this is but you have a nice patch on this card it's the true out of you know out of 99 and jalen brown who's having a pretty good year and is a pretty damn good player and this card is peanuts by like no one would trade you one of the cards i just mentioned for this (laughs) So I do this for a reason. It is, it's almost educational because part of what we talk about during the week is when people retire, their potential upside isn't there anymore, so their card values go down. Well, what this is showing you is you don't even, it doesn't even take retirement. You know, yeah. It takes you know, a couple of years, and it's not the shiny new toy that everyone is looking for. And you, know, you can buy five of these for the price of a Scotty Barnes. So... It, it's, a, it's a real interesting thing to take a look at. I love the PWCC auctions because you get these side-by-side comparisons on these, and they're, you know, they're right there you know, <laughs> to take a there's, look at. There's a lot of issues with the class you're talking about. Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Josh Giddy, all of these guys have drastic weaknesses in their game, uh, and I, it's a very weak class. If you watch, I mean, Scotty Barnes is struggling quite a bit this year. Like t- teams are, have, did you watch them against the Bucks by any chance? Yeah, yeah. They don't I mean, have to I, guard the on the three. I think Barnes last night had uh, in the last game had less than ten points scored. I mean, I think he was one of the few few players on the team uh, with single digits, and definitely the only starter who had single digits. So he he with, doesn't look with, comfortable out there. With Jalen Brown, guys, something to take a look at. Let's say the NT RPA is out of your price range. Twenty sixteen optic is an interesting year that. It hasn't cut on again with the whole making fetch happen. You could rewind it. I won't repeat myself. First year optic, and that's his rookie year. And there's some cool parallels. So if you want an alternative, take a look at 2016, which is Jalen Brown's rookie year. It's also the first year of optic. The hollow is a low pop card. It's, it's, this is, there's some opportunity with 2016 optic, in my opinion. All right, one more for you, and then I want to talk about Joey Burrow's card in this week. No, talk auction. about the Burrow first, and then okay. please. I'll pull it up right here. So the Joey Burrow market could not be hotter, could not be hotter. And I'll tell you guys, this is something to look for. This is how you know, in my opinion. So he has a cracked ice card in this week's weekly auction, and this exact card with the – let me apologize. This – Card with these exact subgrades, a different card sold in December, I believe December 15th, if I'm not mistaken, December 15th, December 18th, right in that range. This card, this cracked ice, I'm sharing my screen. You can see it, right, Cage? Yes, I can see it. Perfect. So the only difference was the nine subgrade was not on surface, it was centering. Same exact card, cracked ice out of 22, I believe it was numbered 14. It's sold all in. For fifteen thousand dollars, right now this is sitting at eighteen thousand dollars. So it's already three thousand dollars more without buyer's premium included. So five thousand dollars more. 
keep that in mind. This is an amazing card. People love cracked ice. This is the card to get of quarterbacks. But if you were if you were liquid and were able to, a month ago this card was five thousand dollars cheaper. I like it. That's why you got to watch the weekly auctions, man. There's a a Mahomes card that I've never seen before in the auction, and it's kind of cool because you know Panini they always had kind of like a like a medieval theme to them, right? You know, we just talk about Excalibur as the Mm -hmm. release, right? So there's a Mahomes. Type this one in for me. I mean, it's pretty cool. 2017 chain mail, all one word. C-H-A-I-N-M-A-I-L. Chainmail Armor Mahomes rookie. I mean, what a weird parallel from the 2017 Panini set. But look at this thing. Why is it so expensive? I have a feeling it's low pop. I have a feeling they don't pop up. And I'm only saying that because I've never seen it before. And we've seen a lot of Mahomes stuff come up. But yeah, take a look at this. <laughs> Chain I watched the Mahomes I market. And you've never this seen doesn't, it. I've never seen it, but it's not numbered. It doesn't seem like it's low pop. I think I'm it's a retail exclusive. You know, like sometimes there's like retail, like it's green. But go ahead, look it up. I'm pretty sure it's a retail weird. exclusive. But. Because what happens with Mahomes market is really weird. So you have like the prism, right? You have the prism silver, which is the only, like the base. Then you have the select RXRC. And then Mahomes, it's only patch autos. That are in that like one thousand range and up. All his other stuff, no one cares about. It's very weird to see a card like this for a thousand bucks. I don't know where it's going to end, but I want to see what the pop is on this thing. So stay with me. I'm sure it's low. I'm sure it's very low. Um... <laughs> I don't hey, like this soccer guys out there, um, Alifa this sold for thirty thousand dollars. Yes, sir. This sold. Yeah, I, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to give, trying to give somebody a steal here, but I did see what the last couple of sales were, and it's nowhere near the last couple of sales. This what card is, is one the way deal with this collectors. Card? I'm telling you, it's a retail card. But yeah, I try Who to, I try to find card? ones that are. Uh, <laughs> so obviously, somebody wanted it for thirty thousand dollars. Can I? I, if I this have is you your card. Go... I apologize. No, listen, we're, we're talking about what we like, you know, what individually you like as well. I just know that's a card that never comes up for auction, and there are enough Mahomes people out there where you can tell that's something that will be bid on. So in 1958, um, the Brazilian soccer team had a star, Pele. Did they have another star? Garincha. And when Pele and Penny's was, on the Pele... dollar, and people are discovering his Aquarella cards too, and they're like 400 bucks. So forget Amazing about the Aquarella. Deal. How about the Alifa Balogé? So just type in 1958. Garincha, you know how to sell Mahomes it. touchdowns. Of course. Yesterday's price is not today's price. When you're recording this, he just scored So we'll, we'll finish up soon. No, not Aquarella. Don't put that in. Just put in 58 Garincha because it's Alifa Bolaget. It's not Aquarella. You, you confuse the two because there are two. Um, this is the one that everybody knows about the Pele one, the one that looks kind of like a postage stamp. But we see Pele in authentic and one and two and three and four and the nine sold for a million dollars. You have an eight. There's only, I think, two higher than this. You have an eight and it's not even at a thousand dollars of Garincha. So pretty cool one. And look at those Gazettas over there because he's on it with Pele. Paige, would you prefer Gazetta just Pele or Gazetta Garincha and Pele? I buy one that is low grade with both of them on it with the damage on Garincha. Crack it out cut it 
and submit the pay light and get a higher grade. And that's not trimming because all of these are hand cut. Hand cut. Weird. Very weird space. This is why you have to learn the rules. I don't understand them. I just <laughs> use Kurt's card care and get lower grades. Uh, I will say, if you guys haven't read up on Garincha, his story is pretty cool. He was actually – his uh, legs are different size by like a substantial amount, and he still ended up uh, becoming a professional player. I think they're like wow. one inch in difference. Wow. So are you Chris the Bosh guy? You like Chris Bosh or no? No. No. I mean, I respect Chris Bosh. Let me be clear. I mean, he was fantastic on the Raptors. It's a great, like, I, I would take Kevin Love over Chris Bosh. All right. I mean, listen, Bosh is a good player. Would you compare Bosh to any of the people who are out there now, like young kids? Julius Randle. Okay. What Without do you think? The of, brute force. So there's one last card I want you to take a look at, and it's for two reasons. Number one, when you combine a decent player with a player that nobody wants to collect. Um, sometimes the value comes down. We've talked about that. Like, don't put Jackson Hayes with Zion. It takes the value down. But Chris Bosh, you could put him in the same category as what we just did with, you know, Jalen Brown, right? These rookies that are out there now, you know, they're <laughs> they're selling for way too much, and they're probably never going to be Chris Bosh. There's an 05 exquisite Chris Bosh. If you put that in, you see what comes up. And what you're going to see, there you go. Bad signatures. I think the auto is an eight grade. But it is a dual logo man, one of one, exquisite with Chris Bosch, and it's eight hundred and something dollars right now. I mean, nobody really wants a Villanueva on their card, but you get the you're point. Bu you're <laughs> buying the set. You're buying the set with a high quality guy on it. I mean, some Villanueva. He played. He played. Bosch was good. Bosch was good. I mean, wasn't uh, wasn't the greatest, but he was good. Won some championships. Definitely contributed to that team. Um, but yeah, fun stuff. There's a lot of cool things, guys. Take a look. There are um, just pages of, of of cool cards in this auction, and everything from you know the Queen to John Moran and everything in between. Villanueva had some good years. I mean, 13, 15, 16 points a game. So it's not it's not a slouch. F funny thing is, he's the same age as LeBron, and we probably haven't heard from him in like ten years. And LeBron's still playing and putting up numbers. Luca Nation, we love you. 11 a.m. tomorrow, last whatnot show of the regular season. Mm -hmm. Cage will be doing some research, looking through people's contracts. Ah, oh, Rob Gronkowski, you get a million-dollar bonus tomorrow. He's not playing, but we did hit on Gronkowski last year. That was last year. We? Last year, last last game. You knew how many he needed, and you knew they were going to get it. Same stuff will happen tomorrow. Peace.